And the thing that stuck with me through the chat that I think applies to, to anyone, and I've certainly applied to my career, is he basically went around the room and said, like, look, the way that this business operates is all based on the power of an idea. It doesn't matter where that idea comes from. It doesn't matter if it comes from the most senior person in the room, and I think he, you know, at the time pointed to the most senior person in the room, or, you know, the, the most junior person in the room, and he pointed to me and he was like, Greg the intern in the corner. Like, it doesn't matter if it comes from you or if it comes from anyone else in this room. Like, the power of the idea is what's gonna propel you forward as an agency or as a, as a professional. Today, we're talking with Greg Poffenroth, a 2006 graduate who currently serves as the Director of Customer Experience at West Monroe Partners. My name is Annalise Ellefson, and this is Careers in Marketing, a Gonzaga podcast. Great, so if you could just state where you work and a pretty brief explanation of what you do. Yeah, I work at a, a consulting firm called West Monroe Partners, um, and there I lead our customer experience practice in the Seattle office, so we basically help solve experience-related problems on behalf of our clients. And for people who don't know what a consultant does day-to-day, -day, could you explain it to someone who's maybe 10 or 12? <laughs> 10 or 12, that's a challenge, uh, but I'll give it a shot. Yeah, um, at the end of the day, we solve problems. I mean, that's the easiest way to explain it. Um, you know, there's different sort of areas or lenses of consulting that, you know, you have the ability to focus on. My particular area of focus is experience-related, right? So. You can think of it as adjacent to marketing, really, but how do we create better experiences on behalf of our clients and their customers? Backing up a little bit, could you tell us about your time at Gonzaga and kind of what your major was and what your plan was after graduation? Yeah, so I graduated in 2006 um, and was a, a business administration marketing concentration. Um, when I started my freshman year, I thought I wanted to also be a computer science minor and quickly learned that that was not the path for me. I think I took one C++ class and decided that it was a no-go from there. But uh, yeah, I had the marketing thing in mind from the get-go and was able to get a couple internships and things like that to sort of affirm the coursework that I was doing and figure out what I wanted to do after graduation. So you had an internship at Avista. Did you get any major skills from that that helped you then in the future? Yeah, for sure. Um, I was pretty lucky in that I landed an internship early. So I was actually with Avista for about two years before I graduated and um, worked full time when we were like on summer break and things like that and part time during the school year. So it was consistent, which was nice. Um, and I was able to, I think, get a little more responsibility as I grew there, um, just establishing trust and things of that nature. So um, I got to work with some agencies that we partnered with. I got to work on some small campaigns. I did a lot in terms of um, like our website and digital marketing and those sorts of things were relatively new at the time. So I got some good exposure to um, areas of marketing that not a lot of other people had exposure to. And that is one of the things that helped sort of propel me into my, my career after graduating. Great. And because you worked with some agencies at Avista, did that steer you toward wanting to go into an agency after you were done with your internship? Yeah, it definitely did. Um, it's funny because I had a couple different internships, I guess. Um, one, my first one I started when I was actually 18, like before my freshman year here at Gonzaga. I was an intern at uh, an advertising agency in Spokane. 
Um, and so I got some exposure to it there for sure. And I like the variety, like the, the basic concept of going through and creating something new, a campaign, an idea. Um, so that was um, definitely something that sort of spurred the interest. Life at an agency can be a lot and very demanding just because you're working on your client's hours, not your own company's clock. Did you enjoy that lifestyle or find any difficulties with it? Yeah, for sure. Um, there, there's like a lot of energy in that type of lifestyle and that pace of business. Um, and I think that fuels a lot of people, myself included, certainly early in my career. Um, you know, the variety that you get exposure to in an agency or professional services in general, like a consulting firm, um, is really interesting, right? Especially when you're earlier in your career because you get to experience a lot of different things in a relative short amount of time, right? So that exposure ends up being really helpful in terms of helping you figure out as an individual like what it is that you wanna do, uh, what things you like to work on, what things you don't like to work on, etc. Um, and so I think the pace and that variety is something that definitely propelled me early in my career and helped me figure out like what I really wanted to do as I got a little bit more senior and had more direction in my own career. Right, right. And then I'm sure just because you had experience with agency life, that definitely just corresponded a little bit more with consultant life. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, you can kind of think of them as at its fundamental like core. They're the, kind of the same thing, right? Um, there's different areas of focus for sure in an agency versus in traditional consulting. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, like we're trying to solve some sort of problem, right? And the area of focus that I have on the consulting side is still very much generated by um, the power of an idea, right? So, you know, we're trying to create that differentiation that I mentioned earlier for our clients through the ideas and the experiences that we're able to create. Um, the way that it's different, though, is that a lot of agency work is sort of campaign oriented, right? And so that work tends to be fairly perishable, right? There's a campaign that's in market, it might be in market for six months, you're kind of off doing the next thing. Consulting, um, the work that we typically do tends to be a little bit more evergreen in that um, they're bigger projects, longer projects, they have more of an operations or a technical impact in order to enable the types of experiences that we're trying to create. So they end up being a little bit different, but at the end of the day, it's professional services, bringing those ideas to the table, trying to create something new on behalf of our clients. So what was it like working at the start of the digital marketing age? Um, the interesting thing at the time was, you know, there was still a lot of, um, I would say, early interest in digital marketing. And so I was able to use that as my foot in the door for a lot of um, projects and clients and I would say responsibility that otherwise I wouldn't have had access to, right? Because digital marketing was so new at the time that there weren't a lot of people in the market that had experience with it. And so even though I was just out of college, I was sort of on a level playing field with a lot of other folks that were far more experienced in their career, right? So because I was at the right time in that regard, like I was able to learn a lot. I was able to apply a lot of that knowledge and was basically able to pick up more and more responsibility because of it. So that was something that definitely like propelled my career early on and probably moved me along a little bit faster than I would have otherwise. After learning a little bit more about Greg's background, we wanted to dive into his efforts to establish the Customer Experience Department at West Monroe. 
So when you started at West Monroe and you kind of started the customer experience department there, it was a little bit established. Can you describe a little bit about what your role was to make it go into full force? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think one of the things that I've really tried to do with my career is reinvent myself with the market. Like I talked a little bit about the web analytics, like that was something that was pretty new at the time that I was able to leverage to gain a little bit more responsibility. Same sort of deal with customer experience. Like when I started at West Monroe, customer experience as a, as a market, as an industry was still pretty new. So this is back in 2012, um, you know, and the idea was to take some of my agency background and combine it with more traditional consulting types of capabilities so that we could both bring you know that creativity to the table, bring um, differentiating types of ideas to our clients, but also have the ability to sort of execute from an operations and a technology perspective. Because part of the problem, um, at least that I personally saw in advertising is, like we would create these really great campaign ideas and they'd get broadcast everywhere. So that was powerful in and of itself. But at the end of the day, we weren't really changing the fundamentals of the business. Like we weren't really helping them transform much, right? So the the genesis of customer experience in general is to take it one step further, is to say like, okay, we can create better experiences that will help you as a business differentiate. But at the same time, like let's actually help you put those things in action so that you can get them done so that they become operationalized and so that they change the course of the business for the better versus just sort of a campaign layer on top of what you may already do on a day-to-day basis, right? And so the idea was to bring some of those things together when we first started the customer experience practice um, so that we could be more impactful for the clients that we worked with. Got it. Do you think you brought that mindset to the table initially or did West Monroe already think that that was the strategy that they wanted to execute? I would say a little bit of both. I mean, part of the reason that I made the jump from advertising to consulting is because I had this sort of personal reflection point where I wanted to become a better business person. And I realized that on the advertising side of the business, because of my role and you know a random combination of other things, like I really only had exposure to the marketing side of the business. I wasn't getting exposure to finance and operations and technology and those sorts of things that like make a business tick, right? So consulting is a good opportunity to get that type of exposure and that's why I made the jump in the first place. Um, There were people and still are people that are far more experienced than I am at um, sort of those other sides of the business, but now that I have a better understanding of how they operate and how to make them work within certain client environments or even our own sort of West Monroe environment. That just makes like the experiential side of things and the strategy that our teams are able to come up with that much better. I know West Monroe has a really strong push toward creative problem solving. Not only are they fixing a client's issue, but they're doing it in a completely inventive way. What do you think is so important about innovation and how have you seen it change over your time at West Monroe? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I'll go back to this concept of, of differentiation, right? When you look at the types of businesses that we work our, with our clients at the end of the day, like there are a lot of similarities between them, right? They all have something in common, right? And if you think about that from like a consumer perspective or from a customer perspective, if it's like a B2B business, 
you start to wonder like really where the differentiation is between the different businesses. Like why do we as consumers make the decisions that we do, right? Um, and if we're not like pushing the boundaries of innovation and trying new ideas and trying to do something different for either our clients or our clients are trying to do something different for their customers, then it becomes you know, kind of a, a fruitless game, right? It's a race to the bottom in terms of lowering price and degrading margins and those sorts of things, right? And so innovation plays a really important part in how we differentiate how we come up with new ideas and how we actually stabilize the market so that you know you're not always competing on something like price or um, you're not always competing on sort of uh, operational efficiency and things of that nature right you're able to um, really get a better understanding of like what the customers actually need and want and um, you know apply new ideas to that and I know that you had a certificate of executive education at Yale. <laughs> we just found that really interesting in our conversation. But a little bit about what you took away from that and then relating it back to how Westminster really values um, extra resources and advanced education. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the thing that I learned through that program is that um, innovation comes from diversity. Um, and you don't at least I didn't, I guess at the time, really realize that. But if you think about it, it's true, right? When you get more diverse perspectives into a room trying to solve a problem, you're gonna end up with a better answer at the end of the day, right? And that's really the genesis of innovation. Like people tend to idolize the concept of innovation and think of it as like, you know, whatever, invention, right? And there's a difference between invention and innovation, mm -hmm. right? And so there's process to innovation, there's culture to innovation, there's um, that diversity that I mentioned that you can um, really harness to um, operationalize innovation in a different way, right? So it doesn't have to become like this thing that people feel like they can't do or they can't touch, like they've gotta be this super creative person or Steve Jobs-like or something, right? To be really innovative and that's not true. Like there are other ways to get an innovation that um, will help improve your business or will help improve the ideas that you create, right, in a sort of process-oriented fashion. And I think that's the big thing that I took away from my time at Yale. I mean, it was pretty short, but uh, it was an amazing experience for sure. Whoa, definitely. I can't even imagine. I'm sure a lot of the time in your own work you have maybe half-developed ideas and coworkers help fill the other half. Did they speak to that idea or help with that collaboration process a little bit more? Yeah, um, they had us do a couple of funny exercises, like some of these things that you may have heard of, but um, the spaghetti marshmallow exercise, have you heard of this? Yeah, you have to balance a marshmallow as high as you can using spaghetti and S Spaghetti and tape, tape I think, yeah. yeah, right? And the whole point is that um, basically, if, if you sit there and try and plan it out, and you create this like in, intricate structure and you try and like project manage it, you'll never get it to work. If you, but if you start and you just start to build and you just build on those ideas and you use everyone's sort of collective power and you just go and go and go and adjust and test and learn and adjust, then you're gonna end up with a much better product at the end of the day and innovation is no different, right? I mean, that's kind of the philosophy behind a lot of innovation theory now and so it's just a, I guess, a random exercise that, that we went through that um, is kind of applicable to um, you know, how we maybe think about innovation now. I think they did a great video on that. They showed like 
top executives around the world and they were in groups and then they had a kindergarten class try and do it <laughs> yeah. and the kindergartners made it way higher and way faster just because oh, it wasn't they even were close. playing with it just because yeah. that's how their brain works and just having fun and then yeah. all these incredibly intelligent people just could not get their brains to work that way. Yeah, so. and, and, I mean it goes back to the that concept of diversity of thought too, right? Um, part of the reason why like the executives it didn't work for them is because naturally like as humans as professionals we default to the most senior person in the room or the most senior person in the group right and they've got one idea of how to make it work the kindergartners don't work that way like they're on a team and they just build together right and they try things and they figure it out right and so you have to like really think about what that means in the context of business because it sounds really simple at the end of the day and it's actually hard to execute like when you're in the course of business, right? When you're trying to create something new for your clients or for your coworkers or whatever, right? Uh, but it matters. Yeah, it's like everything you learn just has to go out the window for yeah. just a little bit. Yeah. Um, so you were also on the advising board for Gonzaga, which is a great tribute to this podcast as it's for Gonzaga students. What sort of advice do you bring to the board and how do you see it? in play from real world consulting back to your time at GEO? Yeah, I, um, I, I love being part of the board for sure. Um, you know, I, I always want to get back to the university and I mean, this place for sure uh, helped shape and mold my career and my life in general. So any chance that I can give back, I'm, I'm all in and the board is one way to do that. Um, I think I've got kind of a unique perspective in that um, through West Monroe, I get to see lots of different uh, candidates, like undergraduate candidates that are applying for their first internships or their first job upon graduation and things like that from lots of different universities. And so um, having that exposure gives me context and perspective that other people might not have in terms of like what Gonzaga graduates are bringing to the table in terms of the hard skills and the experience that they have. and um, how they perform like once they're actually in the job market and those sorts of things. And so that's a lot of what I try and bring to the board is that context and perspective, knowing that it may shape some of the coursework that you end up doing or um, some of the philosophy of, in this case, marketing, right? And how that as a whole is changing pretty rapidly um, in um, in the real world, right? Um, you know, and, and at the end of the day, I want to help make sure that the students are most prepared to be successful once they land and get a job outside of Gonzaga. And because West Monroe is such a heavy recruiter at GU and you conduct interviews yourself, what skills do you think Gonzaga students are really good at and what skills do you think that they could improve on? Yeah, um, I think because of the way that the university as a whole sort of structures education, what I found is that Gonzaga students have a really well-rounded perspective, uh, which is fantastic, right? Especially in consulting where there's a new problem to solve for every day, right? A new opportunity, a new idea, some new creativity. Um, having different perspectives and um, that well-rounded point of view is super helpful. So I would say that's a clear benefit from my perspective about Gonzaga students. Um, maybe on the flip side of that, one of the things that I've noticed is that there's not as much um, hard skill um, sort of coursework that you end up doing in comparison to 
um, call it University of Washington or maybe some of the other universities that we recruit at, right? And obviously the the philosophy is different toward education there and the resources are different and all that good stuff, right? But what we often find is that they end up doing different types of coursework that is directly applicable to the work that we end up doing in a consulting environment, right? And so, um, you know, the Gonzaga students that we've hired have been all very, very successful. Um, and that's obviously why we continue to recruit there. But we do notice that some of the other universities end up with more tangible skills in terms of technologies that they've worked with or projects that they've worked on or internships that they've done that make it a little bit easier for them to make the jump from, you know, uh, university work or their coursework into their jobs. Is there anything you think students could do on their own if they aren't being provided access to tangible skills? Like, do you think they could do any extracurriculars or just learn things online for themselves? Yeah, you totally could. I mean, I would recommend finding something that you're passionate about, right? Um, you know, whether by way of your internship or talking to alumni or, or whatever, right? Find something that you're passionate about and go make it a point to study that. Nobody's gonna expect that you're gonna be an expert in anything once you roll out of Gonzaga or any other university, right? So don't think that you have to be a perfectionist about it, but I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, you know, we do a lot of work with the Salesforce platform, right? There's online resources and materials that you would have access to as a student that aren't, you know, isn't gonna cost you any money that you could go out and study and you could probably get a certification or two those types of things become really tangible that you don't necessarily have to do as part of your coursework, but would demonstrate the fact that you sort of understand what's valuable in the market from a skills perspective, like what you might be able to bring to the table. Yeah, definitely. That makes sense for the technical side of things. Do you think there are any soft skills that are really important? Um, having experience around like the types of methodologies that we use would be important. So we do a lot of design thinking type methodology. Um, that we employ for our clients. So like getting your brain wrapped around that and going out and either applying it in coursework or applying it in your internship and saying like, hey, I've done these things can be really helpful. Makes it a little interesting. I did interview yesterday for West Monroe, as many other students did. Do you have any advice for students applying or interviewing for consulting at West Monroe? The important part about the interview process is helping us uh, as employers, whether it's West Monroe or otherwise, um, really understand how you think, right? Because I know I talked a little bit about like tangible skills that you can bring to the table and, and those sorts of things. Um, and I'll say this again, like nobody's expecting you to be an expert without a doubt, right? Um, we're gonna teach you a lot of the skills that you'll need in order to be successful once you're in a consulting environment, right? That's part of the benefit of going into consulting is the exposure to lots of different things and the ability to be trained by someone who's maybe a little bit more senior than you are and has gone through some of the projects that you, you know, are just experiencing for the first time. Um, you know, but if we don't have a good understanding of like how you think and how you problem solve and your perspective, then it's hard for us to understand like how you're going to apply that in the course of business, right? And so I guess my tip for um, for anyone listening is like make sure that when you're going through the interview process that you help us understand um, the unique aspects of your sort of problem solving ability, your critical thinking. Help us understand like what you're going to bring to the table in that regard. Right, kind of like understand what you're working with a little bit. Yeah, and that's why we structure interviews in lots of different ways, right? That's 
why we do things like case interviews and critical behavior interviews and those sorts of things so that you have an opportunity to like really demonstrate um, how you approach different problems and how you think through them. Now that we've learned more about what people in a customer experience role need to think about and consider when working with clients, we are curious about what advice he has for students. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think the one piece of advice that's really propelled me in my own career is, um, I mentioned that internship that I had when I was 18, so uh, it was a little advertising agency here in Spokane, and um, summer internship, one random day, I was, I think, toward the end of my internship, and um, the leadership at the agency had actually brought someone in from New York, um, and I don't remember who this was, <laughs> but um, some sort of like really high-level, super senior, famous uh, advertising personality, we'll call it, from New York to basically come like give a, a seminar, a chat. Um, and the thing that stuck with me through the chat that I think applies to, to anyone, and I've certainly applied to my career, is... He basically went around the room and said, like, look, the way that this business operates is all based on the power of an idea. It doesn't matter where that idea comes from. It doesn't matter if it comes from the most senior person in the room. And I think he you know, at the time pointed to the most senior person in the room or, you know, the, the most junior person in the room. And he pointed to me and he was like, Greg, the intern in the corner. Like, it doesn't matter if it comes from you or if it comes from anyone else in this room. Like the power of the idea is what's going to propel you forward as an agency or as a, as a professional, right? Um, so don't be shy about like sharing your point of view or your ideas, right? Because that's the value that you're going to bring. And I think I've applied that to my career and it certainly helped me. And I think anyone like independent of major or your profession going forward, that could apply to you as well. Um, you know, being able to share those ideas, don't be shy about them and help that be like your own your own differentiator, you know, your own personal brand. Do you have advice for students specifically looking for jobs in the marketing field? Um, Yeah, I think one thing that is important to recognize is that you can apply marketing and marketing concepts in a lot of different ways. So don't like pigeonhole yourself into thinking that if you've got a marketing degree, you can only go to an agency or you can only work in like a corporate marketing environment or whatever, right? Think about it in the context of like the capabilities that you've built through your coursework and how you can apply that point of view to a lot of different problems. And if you think about it in that context, you open up a lot of doors that otherwise you wouldn't have access to, right? And that's something that at West Monroe, like we um, help some of our more junior folks understand is that you've got a degree in something um, and that's great like there's a ton of value in that but if you decompose that for a second and really think about the skills that you've built you can apply those skills in a lot of different ways and what is your personal measure of success uh it's a good question if i think about it from a professional perspective um, I would say the key word for me is value. If I can bring value to any conversation or to any project or client that I work on, then that's success to me. Um, consulting just in general changes really quickly in terms of both the capabilities that you as a person need to have or you as a, as a firm need to have. Um, 
the the context of a project often changes from when you start it to when you're in the middle of it to when you finish it, right? And to be able to adapt to that and always add value is the key to the whole thing. Personally, I think, um, you know, I've got a young family at home and um, a wife that also graduated from Gonzaga. Um, and I think like the, the key for me there is, um, is really trying to be present at the end of the day. Like it's hard to disconnect sometimes from your professional life. Um, you know, we've got phones and, you know, laptops and all sorts of stuff that give us access um, constantly to work. And sometimes it's tough to get away from that, right? And I think personally, um, my sort of key to success, something that I measure myself on, I guess, is really trying to be present and make sure that, you know, when I'm home, I'm home. Um, and that I'm not that person that is like constantly on my phone or whatever else and distracted from you know, my kids growing up and, and my wife and all that good stuff. So maybe two different answers to the question. Today's episode was produced and edited by John Brick Jennings, music courtesy of Music Box Licensing. Download other episodes on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.